Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. This is a Harnessing Happiness episode with a slight difference. I decided um, throughout the month of January 2023 to revisit some of the best and well-received episodes during the last 15 months. Can you believe it? 15 months of Harnessing Happiness with myself. It's just wow, wow, wow. Anyway, I decided to pick out some of the best that you may have heard before, but it's always worth re-listening to because there'll always be something fresh and new that you will get from listening to something differently at a different time because of the experiences you've had in the meantime. And also for those that you might have missed them. And there's a couple in there that are of the earlier episodes that really, I think, were missed because obviously my podcast hadn't been downloaded in quite so many countries when I first started out. And so during January, this is one of, I think, five episodes that uh, I just wanted to revisit and share with you um, again. So whilst I'm busy recording some fabulous new content, please do enjoy this and the other four that you might be listening to or the other three or wherever you've got to in terms of listening. And uh, yeah, look out for the new stuff or tune in, download all the things that you do do. So over and out, enjoy listening to this episode again. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, reconnecting with you during February with some fabulous new content that will have been recorded in the interim. Take care until next time and enjoy this episode. Take care. Bye. Well, hi, Sarah. It's lovely to see you again. It's been quite a while since we've spoken, hasn't it? It has been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, I've been a photographer and filmmaker for about 35 years professionally, Um, but four years ago I came out very publicly as being transgender after living for 48 years as a man. And so I now have a new business called Cool To Be Trans, which is, as, as a, so I'm a trans ambassador and uh, inspirational speaker and, uh, and, and I also do trans awareness training. And I'm on a real mission to do two things. One is to reach out to other trans people to let them know that it's okay to be trans because it really is okay to be trans. And so many trans people don't know that, especially at the start of their journey. And they think that the world's gonna collapse around them if they admit it to themselves because no, nobody chooses to be trans nobody wants to admit it to themselves so that's the first thing and then the other thing is to to reach out and just show other people that trans people are just ordinary people who want to be happy and that's it that's all it is (laughs) yeah we're not we're not doing this to try and be somebody that we're not we're trying to do this to be who we really are and who we've never previously been allowed to be and yes, so, and that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you've sent me tingly already. I mean, I've got tingles from top to toe because it is. It's <laughs> about aligning. Oh, my word. Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. The tingles are coming down in big, bold, sort of rushing through me, Katie, because it is. It's, it's so important to align with who you're meant to be. And sometimes things aren't the body's wrong with how you are and what you're meant to be. And it's personally, I, I view the body as... Um, a vehicle to have uh, for the spirit to have a human experience that's how I view it you know I, I, yeah. I get sort of really think, well, what, you know who says why should anybody be like this or like that and what you should wear what you shouldn't wear if I want to walk go walk around with a Wellington boot on my head for example or with, a, with a tutu on you know what why you know but there's this sort of 
fixation about in inverted commas normality and it's it's not we're all unique we're all individual and I'm really passionate about that so I'm absolutely delighted that you're on here because your story your journey and everything that you've done like you said you know you've been working as a photographer you 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 know I remember seeing your video as your last video that you recorded as a man cutting your hedges (laughs) yeah because we met uh, at a networking event was it about four years ago now is it that long talk us through a bit more about you know your background and then obviously so much has happened since then it's really you've still got your photography business but all that you're called to be it's just amazing and all this yeah yeah please do fill us in it's magical and amazing and your journey is quite uh yeah it's it's inspiring I've always known that I was female, right, since since an early age, you know, around three or four, when my mum caught me trying on you know, some of my sister's clothes. And, you know, she, she told me off, and for every day of the following week, she would be checking to make sure that I was wearing my own clothes. And it was humiliating, but it, it sowed the seeds for a very long time that what I was doing was wrong, it was dirty, it was naughty, it was not what respectable people did. But however much my mum told me off about that, the urge and the need to cross-dress as it was then mm-hmm. would always be with me. And... It was for many years I, I um, was in self-denial that I was a cross-dresser. And, and so I, I'd, every time I did it, I'd always promise myself that I'd never, ever do it again. But it was futile because it, it, the need would always come back and usually with a, uh, with a ven- uh, vengeance. And eventually around my um, mid-twenties, I finally admitted to myself that then I was a cross-dresser but, and, and that I had a, a condition called gender dysphoria, which is a great feeling of an unease and distress caused by a mismatch between how I felt in my head and my heart, i.e. my gender identity, mm-hmm. as opposed to my primary sex characteristics, i.e. what was between my legs and yes. the label that I've been given at birth. And the thing about the gender dysphoria is that it can, it can vary in intensity and it very often increases over time. And that's exactly what happened with me and I wasn't ah, okay. expecting it at all. But mm-hmm. at the time, I was happy as a man who needed to cross dress and that yes. was all it was i never in a million years thought that i'd ever need to uh, to to transition um but um then when i got to my um uh, well it was uh yeah late late 40s yeah so yes yeah, 48 um my gender dysphoria increased dramatically and and i it threw me into complete turmoil didn't know what gender I was at all, hadn't got a clue, mm-hmm. had to go on this big long journey, uh, which we've we've gone through on a previous uh, on a previous episode with you on, on one of your other... Uh, yes, on, on my YouTube channel, yes, videos. absolutely. So tune channel. into my YouTube channel, you'll absolutely. find more. Yeah, go and see <laughs> yes. it, yeah. So, so that goes through it in much more detail. Mm-hmm. So I went on this whole journey and then finally uh, admitted to myself that I, that I am a transgender woman and that I need to change my body. And But the thing is that there's one thing knowing your true gender identity, there's another Think doing something about it you know at that stage you know I had a happy home life and I had a successful business you know my freelance photography and video business um you know could I put all of that in jeopardy just for that new piece of information on the other hand could I go back to living as I was before mm-hmm. but with that new piece of information and eating away at me the trouble is that once you know your true gender identity you you can't unknow it that particular yes. gene wasn't going back in the bottle mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to be trans no one does as it invariably involves a lot of lost pain and heartache as well as dealing with prejudice and bigotry along the way mm-hmm. no one chooses to be trans yeah, the only choice you have is whether you do anything about it or not. Yes. And the yeah. research that I did showed that most trans people who decide to transition after the initial lost pain and heartache and bumpy journey along the way mm-hmm. usually go on to lead happy and contented lives. Um, whereas many trans people who decide not to transition and to live their lives for other people, sadly, they often end up in a spiral of depression and often worse. And so the urge to live my truth was just so overwhelmingly strong. Mm-hmm. 
and so I just had to do this thing and so I had to face up to it and so um, I just felt that I just had it was something I had to you do. had to do yeah because yeah. I mean you're, you're very it's very true though isn't it across all walks of life you know if you are living your life for other people, it's go, it's not it's not you're not living your truth, are you? No, and it is going to end no. up in sort of health problems, issues. You're not being happy because you're not in alignment. And once you've identified where you need to be, it's important yeah. to actually follow that, and, and that through. That is the key to happiness, and I know that's what the yes, main theme absolutely. Of this which is, is why I wanted you on. <laughs> it, it does tie in perfectly. So yes. even though I've had a really tough journey to get where I am. And I've had lots of losses, had mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of losses on the way. You know, I mean, I've had I had big problems with my mum through it. Um, I, I've lost my sister through it. Oh, I no. lost my wife through it. You know, yes. I, you know, I've had huge losses along the way. Very destructive divorce and and, and subsequent family court battle, and it, it, it's been horrendous. And I, I get a lot of hate as well. I get a lot. Of, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of. Um, it's not right. It's you know yeah. everybody should be accepting of each other, whoever yeah. they are, and whatever you know. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I want to put it into context because um, even though I've had. It's been a tough journey, and I have, I've gone through all of that, and I still have all this hate. Um, I still feel so much happier inside, and I've lost count of the number of people who've told me that I look so much happier now. And I'm not surprised because it's the real me. Yes. Yeah? And I'm yeah. loving being the real me. It, and I wish it, people could see you because actually you are. Yeah. You're radiating. You really are. You're, yeah. You you can see it in your physiology. I mean, I'm looking at Katie now, and there's this this there's this lightness, and there's a smile, and there's a glint in her eye, and it's just like it's great. And actually, even more so because you're. Uh, yeah, you, you've you've gone even further on your journey more recently, haven't you? Well, yeah, I've just had a boob job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got them out, listeners. We haven't got them out to no, no. compare. And no, then, <laughs> friends kept kept saying to me, oh, "What size are you going to go?" Then I said, "Oh, I didn't want to go too big. I just thought, you know, just some double G, something like that." <laughs> what, what the actual? <laughs> oh, it was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah, no, I just wanted to get back to a D cup because. I'd been on hormone therapy for um, three years, 10 months, and I'd had some breast growth in that time, um, but I, I wasn't lucky enough to win the boob lottery. And I, and I sort of, um, so I only had about an AB cup after mm. that time. And I thought, well, after that time, I, I'm probably not going to get much more growth. And so I ended up having breast augmentation, so I got implants, and just to get up to a, a D cup, because I, I'd been using these breast forms over the top of my own boobs just to get up to a D, just so that my boobs were in proportion with my torso um, even though I'm not huge I'm, I'm, I'm only five foot seven and uh, you know um, but I felt a D cup was about right and so so that's all I wanted to get to and so yeah that that's that's what I've what I've but the surgery before. sounded amazing I mean please do it's, sort of um, enlighten the listener because I as you know as you said you yeah. know it, you were able to have a shower afterwards weren't you yeah it, I was just I was fascinated it's very painful, though. I, mean, I, mm. I underestimated quite how painful it is. It is major surgery. Yes, of um, course. I remember w- waking up in the recovery room you know, afterwards. It's funny, but beforehand, the, the, um, the yeah, this is, you said, yeah, so I got in there. I, I had to be there from very early in the morning, 7.30. And luckily, I was the first operation of the day for that, that surgeon. And so um, I didn't have too long to sit around and get nervous. Yeah. And so yeah, I sort of got in there and that's, I had to put the, uh, the hospital gown on. Yeah, there's horrible things where you're, backside is hanging <laughs> yeah, out of it. Yeah. I just can't get the hang of those things. I mean, whoever designed those, I mean, oh, honestly. Anyway, so I tried to do it without having my backside hanging out. <laughs> 
And then, then I was visited by the anaesthetist, and then the surgeon came in and then drew all over my chest with a marker pen. Oh, my oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll have a bit of that and a bit of that. Here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guess what it is yet? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no, that's another. No, we don't yeah, want to go we, there. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, yeah. we won't go there. We won't go there. No. So we definitely, go, definitely that's won't go there. That's our childhood kicking in, but now, obviously, it, it there's, yeah, there's, there's been a development in that area, we're, too. We're showing our ages. We so, are. <laughs> Um, anyway, so you're coming around in the uh, in the recovery room, and I remember in complete ab- agony, but I couldn't speak at that stage, and I was just screwing my eyes up, and the, the nurse saw that I was in pain, and so like morphine straight away. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. And it was it was very very painful, and it was certainly that day. You know, it, I was really nauseous as well. But that's a lot of that maybe have been because of the general anaesthetic. Of course, yeah, yes, it yes. Was, yeah, it was a really really tough. You day. wouldn't want to do that with a with a bit between your teeth, would you? Oof, yeah. No, 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 no. It was it was tough. But it's got better, and, and uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you know, I'm, I'm off the painkillers now, and, and um, I'm feeling great in myself, but I'm still very sore. But yeah, the the um, in terms of the, you know, I wasn't bandaged up or anything. It was just, uh, it was great actually. They used um, soluble stitches, mm. and they used um, a surgical grade glue to, to to glue me back together again, <laughs> um, and then put a, a waterproof dressing it just over each. Uh, wound, and yeah. so it's just 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 underneath the boobs, you know, just yeah. underneath the, the, the crease there, and and that was it. So I was able to shower straight away, which is fantastic. It's amazing, um, yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah. The, the advances in technology. Because I mean, I think I remember sort of seeing TV documentaries. You know, you you've ended up people used to end up in bandages. You know, well, some some still do. It just depends mm. on the surgeon. But oh, my, okay. that was just the technique that my surgeon used, and I'm glad he did because as I say it allowed me to. I, di- I didn't I didn't shower that night. You know, I just felt too delicate. You know, but mm. I did the, the following day, and I, so I stayed in hospital overnight just for one night. And I'm, again, I'm glad I did because it was a really rough night as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, yes. it was really tough. Um, but so, but now, how are you feeling now? Because you you're it's a few weeks post uh, post op, and you know now you you've. You've you've got, you've got your own set of D cups. I'm, I'm feeling boobtastic, Sarah. Boobtastic, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Is that lifted? You know, we were talking about happiness and how, you know, aligning yourself with your sort of your your, your, your gender and how you're meant to be. How does that? How does it? You know, you know, you're starting to put that shape in. How does that feel now? Does that sort of take you up another level? I do feel uplifted. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, no, I feel great. Uh, yeah, because it's just, it's just bringing my body into alignment. Yes, with who I've always been, but never been allowed to show. And you know, I've always been female, but I just didn't admit it to myself for forty-eight years. Yeah, and and now I have. You know, it, just to bring my body into alignment with that feels amazing. You Which know? is so many, so many people talk about gender dysphoria, but this is gender euphoria euphoria yes i remember you using that phrase when we just we recorded that it was two years i think since we did the youtube video but i know i know it was lockdown because i i engaged with katie to help me uh, do some sort of well do all my recording and my lighting and things like that before i even started doing my youtube because obviously with all your amazing skills as a photographer which obviously there's a business you've kept kept with but you've also got this new side to you because of all of this sort of transition that you've you've 
it's massive, really, isn't it? Now, come on, t- do tell, do tell more. Just, it's just exploded, it really hasn't. And to be honest, I, I've still got the photography business, but I never talk about it on my social media. I never promote it. So I'm only doing work for people who know that's what I do, is just existing clients and people who are recommended to me. But to be honest, I may well end up closing that down. Because, oh, wow. Well, yeah, because Cool to be Trans has just taken over. It has just gone massive and I've got some huge clients yeah, I mean, I've been doing work for people like Deutsche Telekom you know I've wow. been doing been doing so I've been been helping them with their um their trans transgender policy mm-hmm. and also doing some tra- trans uh, awareness training for them I've been doing work for Virgin Media Aviva Ofcom Crown oh my gosh some service. real hard hitters yeah yeah and and I and and I and I've got a, a massive bit of work coming up for um a a foreign government which i i can't talk mm. about at the moment but it's it's absolutely massive and and it be high profile so it's um yeah it's, it's a game changer it really is so oh, it it's really just is. amazing yeah, and this has all and, kind and of I, come about from you sort of being present on social media with uh, your transition yeah. and sort of talking to people who are trans just just that whole level of awareness and education that you're passionate about because you're you're so in alignment and you're following that passion aren't you yeah and, and i think the thing is that that whenever i do my talks and training i always use a lot of humor that that's my mm. usp because i think it, it it it's a subject that many people feel afraid to talk about and, and i think the vast majority of people are they're either supportive or they're neutral but respectful, and either of those is absolutely fine. I, I, yeah. you know, I'm fine with, with either of those. But a lot of people, even if they are supportive or neutral, haven't gotten that much education about trans mm-hmm. issues, and so that they haven't got the vocabulary uh, and 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 just the that that bit of knowledge. And most people haven't knowingly spoken to a trans person. They they will have done, but they might not have realised they were trans. Yes. So what, what um, key bits would you say, actually, just nipping in there? You know, what are there some key fundamental uh, phrases, words, things like that people should be aware of that ought to, oh, or they ought to be aware of, not should, ought to be aware of? First thing that people need to realise is it's not something that we choose to do. Nobody mm-hmm. chooses to be trans. Yeah. That's the fundamental thing of it. It's something that it's like nobody chooses to be gay or, 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 or to be lesbian or whatever, you know, or to be bisexual or pansexual or whatever. It's who we are, it's how we're born. Yeah. And so I've always been female. It's just that I was, I was assigned male at birth and it was purely on the um on the appearance of my genitals and and so that was that was all it was about and and mm-hmm. and sex is completely separate to gender and so um i mean i can um i can explain that to you if you like if, if, if yeah no that would be great do because i mean any a... any sort of wisdom that we can share to enlighten people who can then go on and question more is just brilliant yeah, i think that's a good thing to do just to to, to give you tell you the difference between sex and gender so i think probably the the thing to do is just go back to basics so let's just talk about sex baby let's talk about sex baby <laughs> let's talk about you so let's and talk me. about sex so, so we're all born as just babies no surprises there but we're yeah. born as babies with various bits we've got bits between our legs bits between our ears bits inside our bodies bits on the ends of our arms and legs bits everywhere don't you just love the technical terminology so yes <laughs> bits and stuff you thought you were going to learn something didn't you i'm sorry, sorry to i don't need to get my my, my but, physiology and anatomy book out then it's just uh, bits <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be doing a presentation to, to a load of doctors um, specializing in in in, um, in sexual health fairly soon down in southampton and so they're going to love this aren't they yeah. talking about bits yeah bits so they don't know what's going to hit it's them, only because it arrives with tits i know <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lower the tone there. Did you notice well, that? Well, I can you, be Sarah? guaranteed. 
guaranteed to lower the tone. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got, we're, we're born with these various bits, but the only bits that count in terms of the label that we're given in terms of our birth certificate are the bits between our legs. So when a baby's born, the doctor or midwife looks between our legs, and depending on what they see, they have to give the baby a label, and it's mm-hmm. either boy or girl. That's in this country. In some countries, yes. that's changed. That's changing, and in some countries, there's not a requirement to put a sex of the baby. Okay. But in this country, in the UK, mm-hmm. it's boy or girl. That's what it's just binary. But the thing about nature is, it's very messy, and it mm. doesn't like binary things. It, it, you know, it, it, do, it does a whole spectrum of things, and so there are very many people who are what's called intersex, and so they have an extra chromosome. So it's not as straightforward Mm -hmm. as XX and XY chromosomes. You can actually have up to five chromosomes. So many people, they can have a mixture of of genitalia, and and it's not always visible either. So for instance, Mm -hmm. you you could have a vagina, but then you could have internal testes, but it's not often until later on in life when you have internal scans done that, Mm -hmm. that those tests testes are discovered okay so and 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 this affects and there's other different forms of uh, being intersex as well but and this affects more people than you think it's Mm -hmm. just under two percent of the population which in this country is the same roughly about the same number of people who've got ginger hair they're not necessarily the same people so (laughs) don't go jumping to any conclusion you get the idea it's enough to quantify it yeah amazing um um, but the thing is, that's just the primary sex characteristics. We're all used to seeing a whole spectrum of secondary sex characteristics. So if you think of, for instance, the tif- typical alpha male, he'll be tall, he'll be broad, he'll have, have big hands, big feet. You know what they say about men with big feet. <laughs> Small cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have a square jaw, protruding forehead. You know, mm. typical alpha male, you know, drives a BMW. Yeah. But no, no. <laughs> <laughs> not all. Not all. Not, you know, not, not all men look like that. Many no. men are much shorter. They're more petite. They've got small hands, small feet. They've got heart-shaped faces. But then let's look at women. Not all women look like the traditional Barbie doll. Many women have got a much more masculine appearance. Mm-hmm. And we're all totally accepting of all this variation in secondary sex characteristics. And it's just the same for primary sex characteristics. Mm-hmm. But that's just sex. That's got nothing to do with gender at all. Yes. Gender is the sex of your brain. And it, it shows itself in how you feel in your head and your heart. And you just mm-hmm. know it. You intrinsically know it's just deep-seated. You just know what gender you are. Yeah. And for most people, they're very lucky. For about 95% of the population, they're very lucky in that their their gender coincides with their sex characteristics mm-hmm. and the label they've been given at birth. But for about 5% of the population, that's not the same. There's a mismatch. And so mm-hmm. they reckon it's about 1% are more sort of binary trans and then about 4% are non-binary. So... Mm-hmm. Let me explain all of that. So, um, gender um, is you know, so just as sex isn't binary, gender isn't binary. There's a whole spectrum, and it's not linear either. So, um, some people are what's called agender, so they don't have a gender at all. But I don't want to blow your mind completely. Oh so well. Just, well, the thing think... is, we are all different. We're all absolutely completely we unique, are. aren't we? That's the but beauty just, of us all. Yeah, but just for simplicity purposes for the time being think of it as as linear with 100% male at one end and 100% female at the other end and we're all on this spectrum somewhere it's just that most people who are not trans uh, and who have never had a conflict between their gender and their sex um, they they just uh, accept what's on this birth certificate and they think of themselves 100% Mm -hmm. male or 100% female we're all on this spectrum somewhere in a mixture of the two but the people who are roughly in the middle of that spectrum they're non-binary because they're not male and they're not female. They are non-binary, and the pe- and for gender fluid people, for instance, they're roughly in the middle, but sometimes they feel male, 
and sometimes they feel female. And this can vary over time. So it can mm-hmm. vary over, over years, over months, over weeks, over days, whatever. All these things are perfectly normal, perfectly natural ways of being a human being. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the human beings, but there's an awful lot wrong to do with a very restrictive um, sex labelling system that we're all currently forced to adopt that's binary, that ignores gender completely. So these... these um, uh, these gender reveal parties that some people have are ridiculous because they reveal, reveal nothing about the gender at all. Because you can't tell the, the baby, you know, the person mm-hmm. can't tell their gender until until they're probably about three or four. That's when they start getting a sense of their own gender. Up sure, until then, they don't really know. And obviously, when a baby's born, they can't speak anyway. And in, in the womb, obviously, they can't either. So these, these gender reveal parties, all they are, it, it's just about sex, and all they are are just my baby has or hasn't got a willy party. <laughs> yes, that's, that's all they are. That's all they are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and if they have got one, you actually you've got to put put your fingers on it when you're changing the nappy. Yeah, I thought you get a fountain. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you get it in your eye. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my my son's now 23. I still remember those moments. Yeah. <laughs> Indelible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the difference between sex and gender, mm-hmm. and a lot of people get confused with that with sexuality as well. Sexuality is about who you're attracted to, not about who you are. And they're not mm-hmm. linked. So who you are has got nothing to do with who you're attracted to. So for me, it's just the, the, the labels change. So previously, so I've always been attracted to women, and I mm-hmm. still am. It's still it's one of the constants in my life. Um, it, and it's just that um, the labels change. So previously, I was labelled as a heterosexual man. Now I would be labelled as a lesbian. Right. But it feels no different to me at all. It feels just as it always has done. Yeah. yeah. And but you're happier now, aren't you? So much happier. Oh, so much happier. So much happier. I'm loving my life. Absolutely love it. Having originally spoken to you, say all those years ago, and seeing, you know, from you know from a distance, but sometimes obviously we've we've, we've been talking face to face in person or chatting like we are doing now. You know, this transition and seeing what you're doing and how much change you're bringing upon the world. And actually in doing that, you know, we're talking about your happiness, but you are also using that strength of character to override sort of hate stuff as well in relation to what you're doing. Because, you know, you are bringing about so much positive change. But unfortunately, there are people out there that don't view the world like I do or you do. And, you know, and, and the sort of people that I like to surround myself with who are emotionally I like to think emotionally intelligent who are open-minded and enlightened and want to work towards everybody being in everything to do being inclusive and accepting of everybody for who they are you know if everything it's, it's working towards the greater good in my yeah. in my mind but unfortunately you've had to sort of deal with other stuff but it's your it's a testament to your strength of character that you you know you you've dealt with challenges along the way haven't you yeah it, it happens every now and again i get a pile on on social media and vile stuff said about me and, and written about me and and um it's tough it, and it does take its toll um and and i have to protect my mental health from mm-hmm. from that and so my strategy for that is is just to not read it when it comes in i can see it's coming in but not read it if i read it if i read it and deleted people and reported people and whatever at the time if that doing that it forces me to read it all and that would be so destructive for my mental health so yeah. uh, to, to protect myself i just step away from it and i don't read it um and it, i'll just let it come in and i let them pile on and let it happen and then it's only maybe a few weeks later when it's that when it's died down and then it's a past event that then I can sort of feel strong enough uh, to, to go back through it and report people. But that's a really, really good tool and technique to sort of, you know, to discuss yeah. because it's, if you don't respond to something, you, you don't react, 
people don't get anything back so there's nothing to no. fire back so you're so you're sort of just going no it's like it's, you just yeah. don't respond yeah. like you say you can deal with it at a point when you feel strong enough to handle yeah. it or you can just delete the lot of it and go yeah but the problem is that a lot of trans people um and tend to end up living their life online because a lot of them haven't got the confidence to go out in public and they're they're, they're they become very reclusive and they, they they hate stepping out outside their front door mm-hmm. and yet if you if they do get the courage to step out of their front door they'll see that there's a world that's very accepting the vast majority of people are accepting they're lovely people most people are just frightened of offending because they, they mm-hmm. don't want to say the wrong thing and so mm-hmm. uh, you know in, in real life people are lovely you know i i don't have issues with people in real life i have a great life you know yeah but it's only online you see all this vile stuff going all, all this hate going on and so so for trans people who are reclusive and then so they end up living their life online all they see is all this hate and so they think that that's that the whole world is against them but it's not like that it's not like it's just it's a very small minority of people but the trouble is they're very noisy and also mm. they, they've got friends in very high places as well you know in government uh, every uk political party has got an issue with transphobia every one of them it's crazy all these transphobes of all these trans hostile people have joined the, the, the political parties on mass and so they're trying to change the policies from within so we've got big problems there and also it's they're very well funded and very well organized they're funded by um religious fundamental groups uh, mainly mm-hmm. from the states and they've got a lot of lot of money behind them and they're, they're, they're very well organized um very well funded so it it is a big battle that we've got on our hands and and we're fighting for trans rights now more than ever and Mm -hmm. we've our rights as as human beings are under threat of being taken away um so it's we we are in a it's it's a really tough time to be trans and in the uk at the moment um it really and yet that's from that side of it but for the general public you know they're absolutely fine so that and so i think there is a lot of hope for the future because i think you know these people can't sort of go against the majority of people forever. You know, yes, they, they, yeah, they, yeah. They are on the wrong side of, side of history. These people, they really are. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Well, they're just not. They're not enlightened, are they? They're no, not. They're not, um, they're no, not they emotionally intelligent. They they may think that they're they, they've they they're educated in inverted commas, but they're not educated emotionally and don't understand because as you as you go down the personal development route and or. Whether it's how you know the level of evolvement you've got to, as as I believe that you, we come onto this planet, as I say, we've, and I believe we have we've had loads of different lifetimes, and I think unless you've had different lifetimes and brought with that with that forward with the knowledge and the wisdom that you've got, you know, you've not got that ability to understand and comprehend where people are, and so it, you are living in fear, and it, because you you react like that because you're fearful because it's something you don't understand, so therefore you would rather shoot it down, and this is sort of commonplace across anybody that doesn't want anybody to be you know happy or because they don't feel happy themselves and so therefore yep. they'll stand behind something they'll hide behind something and they will shoot out because they, they, it makes them feel better but for what reason why would anybody feel better bringing somebody else down i recorded a podcast just recently just literally doing voluntary work at a park run and clapping and cheering everybody along and you know when you do that it fills you full of so much goodness and great stuff so what i mean i'm all for sort of you know, everybody living a happy and healthier life and sort of cheering people on and supporting and encouraging yeah. to be the best person and, you know, believe that, you know, we can change the world as a for the greater good if we all believe and want what's best for each other, surely? Yeah. And the thing is, to hold on to all that hate is such yeah. negative energy. It really is. Whereas, you know, 
if they can just be positive and happy in their own life and let other people, even if they don't understand what it is to be transgender, if they even if they don't want to understand, just let us get on with it and live our lives in peace. That's exactly. Who wants. And, exactly. And, just, and, you, and obviously you're epitomising it, aren't you? Because you are yeah. doing that, which is brilliant. Yeah. And so you, you're inspiring yeah. so many people. You must have quite a following now as well. It's getting there. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's yeah, it's it's amazing actually how my profile's risen over the last few years. It's uh, yeah. So, what top tips would you give to people generally? Or that's quite. I could go on for quite a while about this. Oh, we've got a bit of time. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, first, oh, you know, hang so... on a minute. I'm, I'll put a timer on. Oh yeah, there'll be a ding and there'll be a bell at the end, a won't ding, there? So no, your no. time is up. <laughs> No, Coming it's brilliant because I love talking to you, as you know. <laughs> You've yeah. got so much great stuff and amazing wisdom to share with the world. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is if somebody comes out to you as being trans, firstly, treat it as a as a compliment because it shows that they they trust you enough with such personal and sensitive information and it will usually come after years of, of self-denial and self-loathing before they feel able to, to tell anybody else. So it's, it really is a big deal when they come out to you and um, when they do come out to you, just... just Treat you know, give them loads of empathy and, and show your support and continue to do that because it's a tough journey. They're going to need your support, and then when you when they have come out, you never out them to a third party. You know they should be in control of who they tell and when. Um, je- coming out generally is a very gradual process. I know mine was quite extreme because I I made this big coming out video which I sent to all my my photography. <laughs> is business. that what I, you did? I, my my photography business was named after my old male name, which was Martin, and and. Uh, as Martin needs photography and film and and um it had been an established brand for 22 years and was and still is actually ranked second in the UK of photographers on free index purely through customer reviews yeah wow um, uh, yeah something I'm very proud of and um you know it probably won't stay there for very long now because I'm not doing so much of it so to, to get those reviews now so somebody else will probably overtake me now mm-hmm. um I'm a bit gutted that I never got to number one. To be oh, you <laughs> no, have last, last ditch, last ditch <laughs> attempt at it. Go yeah. on, go for it. Um, so maybe I should hire a hit squad. Maybe I, don't know, I, I didn't <laughs> no, really no, say no, that, did I? No. I didn't say that, no. You didn't, no, no. <laughs> no, I didn't say that, no. No, you, you didn't. That bit no, out. no, no. <laughs> tits, um, did you say tit squad? Sorry, yeah. Uh, Sarah, you've done it again. <laughs> what are you lying? You I'm terrible, girl. I'm naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so um, uh, the thing is, it had been an established brand. And so I felt that when I changed my name to Katie, that I couldn't um, I couldn't change the name to the, the, the business to Katie Needs Photography and Film because I thought that nobody would know who that was. And I'd got all those great reviews and they were all referring to Martin. And so I felt I couldn't take the Martin out of the business. So mm-hmm. what I had to do was detach myself from the brand. So um, instead of being... Um, so even though I was the only person working in the business, but instead of being... Um, Martin from Martin Neves Photography and Film. I'd be Katie from Martin Neves Photography and Film. But in order to do that, I had to come out very openly, very honestly, and very publicly as being trans and continue to do it. So it was a very big decision to make. And so what I did, uh, I made a coming out video and I sent it to all my clients and I put it on all all my social media. You know, go big or go (laughs) home. There's no tiptoeing and opening the door and a crack and going, oh, no. can I come out now then? No. And I remember my finger nervously hovering over the mouse, knowing that as soon as I make that click to make the video live, my life would never be the same again. Wow. You know, I made the click and I waited. But then I had to go on a job. <laughs> Mine wasn't on, jo- on the job at all. I took the photos as quickly as I could. But I couldn't wait to get back to see what was happening on Facebook because that was the first one that I put it out of. Yeah, yeah. I was so worried because the thing is that I was freelance. I didn't have any long-term contracts with any mm-hmm. any clients. So if my clients had an issue with my being trans, 
then the phone would stop ringing and I'd lose all my income and, and mm. my reputation, everything gone. It was a massive risk. I can't emphasise enough what a huge risk but it But it just shows how brave you are, though, Katie. Or stupid. One of the, no, <laughs> one of the other. no, but, 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 but believing in yourself and taking that it, step. Honestly, it felt like being on one side of a canyon and happiness being on the other side of the canyon. And wow. I had to make that big leap of faith to get to the other side. But I had a lot of help to get there, but I, I made the jump and with the faith that if I did get down, fall down, I would get back up and carry on. Mm-hmm. And and I had lots of times when I fell down. Yeah. It, when you do fall down, it's you're judged in what you do with that. And do you stay yes. down or do you get back up and carry on? And mm-hmm. I got and I did fall down lots of times and I got back up and I carried on and I got to the other side and I am brilliant. Happy. Yes, it's setting that intention, isn't it? It It's setting that intention and holding that intention dear and having that bigger picture and knowing what it is and just well you're guided aren't you as well to be fair but so I'm dying to know though what happened when you got back after that photo shoot? Well I was inundated with hundreds of messages of support it was amazing, I felt so loved you know I didn't do any work for three whole days because I was so busy replying to all the lovely messages of support that were coming in and uh, it was incredible, it was absolutely incredible yeah it went went from being something that I was absolutely dreading, I was really dreading coming out to being one of the most uplifting experiences of my life it was second only to the birth of my daughter it was right up there, absolutely incredible it was amazing Wow. Um, so well, then, we hadn't uh, mentioned your daughter, actually. How, how is she? How old is she? And how is she, how is she taking your transition? She's, she's 10 now. She's great. She's lovely. She's, yeah, she's, she's, she's my biggest supporter. You know, she's great. Aww. But you're 10 years old, you know, typical 10-year-old. She's got a right old attitude on her sometimes, <laughs> as all 10-year-olds do. But, yeah, that, that, that's, that's 10-year-olds for you, isn't it? Yeah, but, 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 you know, she, she's fine. She's really cool. And, and she... You know, she still calls me dad, and that's great. I'm I'm happy for her to call me dad because I'm proud to be a dad, and I love her calling yeah. me dad. I love, I really do. But obviously, when we go out in public, um, if she calls me dad, that outs me. And so we've got to the stage now where she calls me dad in private, but Katie in public, and that's perfect because that means yes. that I could be an aunt or something like that. And and so it wouldn't, you know. So that's fine. And that, but it's taken quite a while to get there. We've had lots of situations where she's outed me, but we had. <laughs> one, there's one. The, the only place that I banned her calling me dad was in the ladies' lose. Uh, but yeah. we had we had one particular episode where we were in the lose, and I was in a cubicle, and there were women either side of me in cubicles, and my daughter was just outside the cubicle door. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing this little voice from the outside of the doors. This this was when she she was probably about seven at the time. Yeah, and so she hadn't really got this thing about not outing people. And uh, so we had big battles about this. And, and, and I heard this little voice from outside the door saying, Dad. I thought, oh, God, here we go. Oh, no. And then she realised what she said. And so she said, uh, Katie. I thought it was too blooming late now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then she said, so, so I said, yes, darling. You're in my highest voice, yeah. <laughs> and and she, so she said, um, um, so are you going to start having periods now then? I thought, no, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. So I said, no, the darling. Of children. Yeah. I know. So it was, no, darling. And then there was a pause. And then she said, so why is that then? I thought, no, don't go there, don't go there. So I said, I'll tell you later, darling. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I'll tell oh, you, so bless it was you. so oh. embarrassing. I just couldn't wait to get out of there. But I tell you what, you've got a great story now, though, Katie. <laughs> well... 
If she ever gets oh. married, that will get trotted out on her wedding day. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh, it's been an absolute delight. It always is. Absolutely always is. So what can we finish on? How can you... What What? what other... What else can we sort of give to the, the, the well, fantastic listeners in terms of I, living their life and living their happiest life? I, I just think that the key to happiness is living your truth. Live your own life for yourself. And you can't... You can't live your, your life for other people. Let them do them. You do you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah? absolutely. That, that is the key to it, you know. And and I know that that whatever choices you, you make in life, and you know, it was a choice that I made in terms of doing something about it. I, there was no choice in being trans, but it was a choice of actually doing something about it. But it was a choice about being happy or not being happy. Mm-hmm. And I made that choice to be happy. And yes, it had consequences which had knock-on effect to other people and uh, and to me uh, and which have been tough but mm-hmm. ultimately it's led to happiness and, yes. and so I think that's that's what I think I'd like people to hang on to you know do you let other people do themselves you couldn't have finished on a better better recommendation tip key technique and mindset fantastic thank you so so much Katie I really oh, really do appreciate so. your time and you would shake you're taking the time to share your wisdom and some incredible knowledge and insight for people to to take away and so how do they get in touch with you if they would like to know more or engage with you follow you or what have you how do they find you please do uh, well, let I'm, us all know I'm all over social media like a rash as you know so <laughs> you know they, they could they could look me up as either Katie Neves um or or as cool to be trans that's cool the number two letter b and then trans um or there's my website which is cool to be trans.co.uk um so uh, and again it's the letter two and uh, so the number two and the letter b in, yeah. in, in the middle of, of all of that so yeah I'm I'm easily found. You can't miss me. Yeah. <laughs> not, not found hiding under a bushel anywhere. <laughs> I, I'm very shy, you know, Sarah. Are you? Are you, are you, are you an introvert there, Katie? I, I am very introverted. Yes, an, an extrovert introvert. Oh, it's been an absolute delight. And uh, thank you so much again, Katie, for being an awesome guest. And thank you all for listening. And uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do rate and review. And please do follow and subscribe. Uh, and let's let's spread this sort of happiness globally, as it already is, because I know that it's been downloaded all over the world, which is absolutely awesome. So I do appreciate you all as listeners. So this has been me, Sarah J. Naylor at Harnessing Happiness, saying thank you. And until next time, goodbye and lots of love to you all. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast. App. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.